Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to. But real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Don't forget, today's episode is presented to you by the amazing people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster, my favorite barbecue place. We'll get into them a little bit later, but also big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. But real quick, giving you a quick preview of today's show. A funeral, I can't even say funeral today. What the hell's wrong with me? A funeral worker fell in love with a client's personal item and it got him fired, as it should. There's a new hottest pepper in the world, but this time, no debate, it's certified. Another day, another disgusting moment on an airplane, some bad optics for the Colorado Buffaloes football team the Denver Broncos are starting their fire sale in the, the mailbag. The mailbag is wide open, and I got a good one for you today. But real quick, why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, this fall, try your hand with a local book, Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the book next door, just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And right now, Superbook is going to give you a, a bonus. A bonus. You're welcome. Up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code MILEHIGH. So go ahead and bet with the best and use promo code MILEHIGH this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Before we get into headlines, I told you about this yesterday, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm excited because I got a new favorite soundbite. It's from the movie Strays, and I told you I was going to get it, so here you go. I'm going to bite his dick off. (laughs) We got to hear it one more time. I'm going to bite his dick off. What? (laughs) Now... That's my new favorite soundbite. It's still, this one is still a good one that we will work in whenever possible. Shut the fuck up, Kyle. I love that one. That, that one will always be close to my heart because it's hilarious and Aquafina is hilarious. So with this new soundbite of Will Ferrell saying, I'm going to bite his dick off. Let's see how many times I can use that in this show. Okay. I want you to have a tally every time you hear it. Those first ones don't count. Going forward, anytime you hear that soundbite, I'm going to bite his dick off. That's one. You got to keep track, okay? Then I want you to send me a message on social media just with the number. (laughs) Or not. It doesn't matter. I just think it's fun. Anyway, you know what else is fun? Jumping into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now... Here are the headlines. A Nebraska funeral worker was busted last week after he was caught having sex with a life-size sex doll that belonged to a dead man whose body he was tasked with transporting. This is all according to the police. Okay? It's not like I'm making this stuff up because that's disgusting. It's, It's... Listen, the sex doll thing, that's fine. But when it's attached to a dead person, eh, I'm not, not, not like it was like, not like the dead person was underneath it. Oh, I got to get it. <laughs> Push him off with your foot. Be like, oh, that's still good. It's still good. Just hose it off. It'll be fine. No, 
<laughs> it wasn't. I don't think so because that would maybe they're leaving that out of the details in the article from the New York Post. <laughs> That's gross. Whoa, I just went way over a line, and I apologize. Well, Ryan Smith, he's 41 years old, was arrested on Friday on charges of burglary, criminal trespassing, and tampering with physical evidence. And then he was immediately fired from his job at the Omaha Mortuary. Smith began, now I'm reading from the New York Post article. They said Smith became, became smitten with the doll after he spotted it inside the Rock Creek Apartments unit where he and his colleague were sent to collect the body of a man who died of a natural death. Or maybe he was banging the doll. I don't know. Later that day, Smith allegedly called the property manager and claimed that the Sarpy County Sheriff's Office was sending him back to the unit to collect the doll so it could be swabbed for a biopsy, a bizarre request that was immediately shot down by the property manager. They're like, for a biopsy? You fucking idiot, no. <laughs> the guy decided to help himself, and somehow he got his way back into the dead guy's apartment. The manager stumbled upon the disturbing scene when, while investigating noises coming from inside the unit, which was deadbolted and locked with a chain. Smith then allegedly walked out with his clothing disheveled and warned the manager that he would return with a warrant for the doll. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with people? What is wrong with you? We actually have audio of the guy parting ways with the property manager. Here we go. Shame. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. He heard noises. He was going to town on it. What the hell is wrong with people. My goodness. I like that this is my lead story <laughs> in this episode. Like some guy from a funeral home <laughs> is is falls in love with a sex doll from a crime scene <laughs> and then he sneaks into the crime scene and starts banging away at it so much so that people are like, "Hey, there's some noises coming from that apartment where nobody's supposed to be and the dead guy was there, people thought probably thought it was a ghost. No, no, no. It was just this Ryan guy banging away at a sex doll. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Douglas County Crime Lab is in the midst of processing fingerprints lifted from the moved items because, you know, he was in there just apparently just... <laughs> I just imagine, like... You know how, like, you have a passionate moment. Maybe you're knocking stuff off. That's what he's doing with a sex doll. This guy needed to, like, just crank one out on his own, and then he would have been fine. Now he's going to jail. Anyway, so they're processing fingerprints lifted from all the items, and they're planning to request DNA samples from the doll. <laughs> now, imagine if this guy was your neighbor or your friend or... Yeah, let's be honest. He'd be that weird uncle, okay? What happened to Uncle Ryan? Well, he's in jail for fucking a sex doll from a crime scene. 
Sounds like Ryan. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know what I would do if I knew somebody that did that. Because do you think that like if his quote unquote friends or coworkers found out or like former classmates, they're like, hey, did you hear about Ryan? Like he is in jail. What did he do? Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. He, you know, went into a crime scene, fell in love with a sex doll, snuck back in, banged the crap out of it and got caught by the property manager. Yeah, that sounds like him. Yeah, it's not surprising. No, I got to be honest. My goodness. So disgusting. But listen, when love finds you, it doesn't matter. Am I right? <laughs> he had to have been just going to town on that thing if people are like saying that like they could hear noises. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that put me in a good mood. It did. It's disgusting disturbing but hey it put a smile on my face this doesn't though pepper x i wonder if elon musk is going to be mad because it's pepper x because that's his like favorite letter you know he's like you know like i always say i know that count the count from sesame street is all about numbers but they always throw in like you know one two three ah ah Three X's means fun time. Ah, ah. <laughs> but like, it always reminds me of like X when I, when I, I'm sorry. That's just a random thing that popped in my head. Hey, it's going to be that kind of show folks. Sorry. But Pepper X, sorry. As I get back into the original story, Pepper X is now the new hottest pepper in the world. Here's some audio from Hot Ones. Have you ever seen that internet show on YouTube? I should, yeah, it's a YouTube show. But it's where celebrities come on and eat hot sauces or eat wings with super hot sauces on it. I did part of that challenge once. It's not easy. And the, the host was presenting the guy that created Pepper X with some very important information. We have a representative from Guinness World Records here today to present you with the plaque for creating the world's spiciest pepper. We've confirmed an average rate of 2,693,000 Scoville heat units. Yeah. It's a new Guinness World Records title for the hottest pepper. Let's make some noise. You know, it took, it took a team to get all... This is a culmination of a lot of work by a lot of people. People said it couldn't be done. They called us liars, and we proved to them uh, that Pepper X is actually the hottest pepper in the world, officially from Guinness. Somebody has got to eat this thing. It ain't going to be me. I wouldn't eat it. At the end of that clip, I, I shut it off because it didn't translate well audio-wise, but he act, the host ends up eating it. And, and along with somebody else, and they're just like, ah, ah. <laughs> it's like, why, why? I feel like because the Carolina Reaper is at 1,500,000 Scoville, and that one was at 2 million, something like that, right? So much hotter, much hotter. And it's just, what's the point? I don't understand. I understand that scientifically it's neat that they were able to manipulate things and create this hot pepper but what's the point what is the point of having a pepper 
that hot. By the way, I didn't realize I did this. When I was doing uh, sponsor, uh, had, had that partnership with Burns and McCoy, I tried one of their Trinidad Scorpion hot sauces, and it like burned the hell out of my mouth. Tasted amazing, but it was just like, it was like amazing flavor. Then all of a sudden, pure pain. It was like, at the time, it was the second hottest pepper in the world behind the Carolina Reaper, just barely behind it. So this one just dominates both of those. But I just wonder, like, what are you going to do with it? It's just a novelty thing. Hey, do you ever do you ever try this? Here's a little sliver of it. Or we made it into a hot sauce. So when you eat it, it burns. And when, you know, like an hour later, when you're going to the bathroom, you can start crying again. I just don't understand that. I love a good hot sauce. I do. There's a lot of great hot sauce companies out there, whether it's Burns and McCoy or Murph's. Murph's is really good. They have very unique flavors. But anyway, there's so many out there. But the thing is, is like, I'm all about flavor. I want flavor. I don't really care about how hot it is. I want a little bit of spice. But this is ridiculous. Like, I I feel like that that you're getting... to the point where if you eat that, you could burn a hole in your esophagus or your stomach or anywhere down in your intestines. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. But people love it. Are you are you the type of person that is just glutton, glutton for punishment? Is that what you want? You want to burn your mouth and then you want to burn your asshole? Is that, what, is that a good day for you? Is it? I don't understand you. Oh, my God. You know what it's uh, compared to, right? When you eat one of those, it's like if somebody just came up to you and... I'm going to bite his dick off. (laughs) Let's bit his dick off. (laughs) That's that's what the new... If you make a pepper or a hot sauce using that pepper, they should be called... It should be called bite your dick off. (laughs) I'm going to bite his dick off. Uh, like, hey, do you want some bite your dick off? Sure, I do. Hell yeah. Ooh, I've heard about this one. It's delicious. Man, people are disgusting. Uh, Easy Jet Pilot tells passengers that the flight from Tariff? 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 I don't know where the hell that is. To London is canceled due to a passenger defecating on the floor. And some people on that flight, were mad that it was canceled. I'm sorry. Do you want to be on a flight with a floor pooper? I don't. I don't. That's disgusting. Why is it every day we have a new bizarre airline story? What was it yesterday? We had that somebody used an adult diaper, wrapped it in a bag, and then stuffed it in a in the bathroom and then they had to evacuate the plane this one's worse because it's like who poops on a floor it did remind me though of when i worked in at safeway growing up my first job and the i want to say i had to pick up poop off the floor in the restrooms three times and it was adult poop and that's what really troubles me 
So you, I, you, you can't be mentally all there if, if you think that that's a good idea. Hey, I got to go to the bathroom. You know what I need to do? I'm going to poop on the floor. There's something wrong with you. And if for some reason you're sick and you can't make it, at least lie to an employee and say, hey, I just tried to use the restroom in there and somebody apparently defecated on the floor. You guys might want to pick that up. I'm so sorry. Right, at least do that. But man, so gross. It was, by the way, every time, every single time that I had to clean feces up off the floor at Safeway, it was in the women's room. Aha! Guys, sure, we'll spray, it, you know, get some splash back on the floor. But uh, hey, at least we don't miss the toilet when we're taking a deuce. <laughs> Come on, ladies. <laughs> Most of you are like, what? Whoa, why you point the finger at me? And some of you are like, ooh, you caught me this time, you son of a bitch. You caught me this time. <laughs> ah, <laughs> we got more coming your way. But first, I was just there last night. It was a lot of fun. A lot of great, oh, I got to tell you about what I ordered here in a second. But Sugar Fire in Westminster, my go-to barbecue place. It's off 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron. St. Louis-style barbecue. Uh, I always tell you this, baby back ribs, beef brisket, pulled pork, turkey, burgers, all prepared to perfection. So last night, I ordered the Big Muddy. The Big Muddy, muddy is toasted bread, uh, and then it's brisket, jalapeno cheddar sausage, all sliced up, beautifully placed onto the bun, pickles, lettuce, then horseradish sauce and a sweet barbecue sauce. Beautiful, beautiful sandwich that I ate last night. So good. You got to check it out. But also check out their social media at Sugarfire Westy. I'll 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 post a, a video of the muddy be, the big muddy being made. It's it's a, a thing, a, a beautiful thing. And then hopefully they'll retweet it and all that stuff or repost it on their site it's really freaking good really freaking good so follow them on social at sugarfire westy they're always posting their specials just a lot of great stuff on there and it's not just the entrees that are amazing they have some amazing specialty sides including hash brown casserole brussels sprouts and sweet chili cucumber salad smashed loaded potatoes as well as my favorite the fried pickles. Sugar Fire in Westminster, my favorite barbecue place by far in the state of Colorado. Family friendly, perfect for date night, and they even do catering. They're doing a catering thing for this weekend where they're they're catering a tailgate party at the tailgate for the Broncos Packers game. That's how awesome Sugar Fire in Westminster is. They're like, "Hey, we heard you cater we're going to, you know, can you guys deliver to us at the stadium? Boom. Yes, absolutely. So, listen, you got to hit them up. They're they're freaking amazing. Follow them on social, like I said, at Sugarfire Westy. Sugarfire in Westminster off 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron or just west of I-25. Sugarfire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. We talk about this all the time. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, 
especially nowadays, it's all about optics. There's good optics and there's bad optics. Shador Sanders was selling merch on his Instagram at halftime during that historic loss to Stanford the other day. And people are fucking pissed. It w- it w- it's bad optics even if they won. It's very arrogant and very uh, disrespectful to the team and the fans and to your opponent, to be honest. But here's the thing. Most likely, that was a scheduled thing. And a lot of people don't realize you can schedule posts to hit at a certain time. Or maybe what happened is he had a friend or, I guess, a colleague that said, hey, that he told him, hey, at halftime, can you post this? I think it would be a good good, uh, time for that to happen. Either way, though, it's bad optics. And it just makes it worse that the CU Buffs lost. You can't do that shit. I guarantee you he's never going to do it again. And let that be a, a learning lesson for other athletes out there. Don't do that shit. Don't. Especially when you lose, people are going to look at that and go, what the fuck, man? Get your priorities straight. He's a kid. He made a mistake. And hope to God he didn't do do that live. Like, he didn't do that from his phone. Like, you're getting your, you know, they weren't getting their ass kicked at that point. But it's just like, you know, stay focused on the game. Stay focused. Because if you find out that that was him actually doing that at halftime, and then they had that epic collapse to lose, it's like, dude, man, get your fucking head in the game because it's clearly not. I know that you do, you're a multi-business entity now. You're a fantastic football player, but you're also, you know, a brand. But for 60 minutes on the field and including halftime and everything else. Your job and only job is to play football and to support your team and to win the football games. Not to be fucking around on Instagram. No. And like I said, most likely it was scheduled or he had somebody else do it. Either way, horrible optics. You can't do that shit. My God, I would be fucking pissed if I was a teammate of his be like dude I know you're good and you got a lot of potential but could you fucking focus on us as a team as a one unit please Jesus man do that shit after okay after you do the post game pressers and you're you get on the bus do it then do it then not during the game Ridiculous. And, and, and he should be embarrassed. And I'm sure he is. And I'm sure he's going to learn from it. If he does it again, that's a big fucking problem. And that's going to be a big, gigantic red flag for his future when it comes to the NFL. If he wants a, a good opportunity in the future, he's going to have to learn from his mistakes, just like any one of us. But if you, as a potential draft partner, I guess you could say, in the NFL, 
you see that he's making the same mistakes and they're big mistakes and, and not necessarily the ones on the field, but the ones off the field, that's a huge red flag. And you're just going to be like, you know what, let's, he's good, but he, he's a problem. We don't need to deal with that. And I don't, you want to focus as, as a, as a coach, uh, as a staff, you don't want to have to sit there and focus on all this nonsense off the field. You want to focus on making this person a better fit for your team by being a great football player and not have to worry about all that nonsense off the field. So he better fucking learn from that shit. Better learn from that shit. Uh, speaking of teams that need to learn from their mistakes, but I, listen, I, when it comes to, C, to the CU buffs, I was on with the final word for, with Mile High Sports this past Sunday, and they were asking me about you know, the CU buffs, and they were asking me about the Denver Broncos. I, I see a lot of hope for the Colorado Buffaloes. I know that they've already done more than we, we all thought that they would going into the season before the first snap was actually taking place. You know, they had one win last year. They're at, what, four wins this year. They've already surpassed it. But I see a lot of hope on the future with the Colorado Buffaloes. We had Alfred Williams on this program before the season started. Uh, you know, just a legend, a college football Hall of Famer. And he's talking about that he doesn't want to get his hopes up with the CU Buffs, but within a couple of years, it, it essentially what he's saying, within a couple of years, yeah, they could be fighting for a national championship. They could be. I don't think he said it like that, but I'm, I'm kind of filling in the blanks for Big Al. But when I look at the Denver Broncos, I don't see potential with the roster that they have now. I see just a bunch of fat and gristle. You know, you get a good piece of steak, there's a there's potential in that, but then you get the steak, you take it home, open it up, get ready to slap it on the grill. You're like, oh, God dang it, got a bad piece of meat. That's what the Denver Broncos are. They're a bad piece of meat. Start trimming the fat. Guess what? Get guess what you're left with? Bunch of shit. <laughs> Bunch of just gross meat. Just nothing that's going to satisfy you. That's why the Denver Broncos are starting to release players and expect Jerry Judy to be traded before the October 30th trade deadline at 2 o'clock Denver time. Expect him to be traded. I, I would like to see Garrett Bowles get traded. Because all he does is bitch and complain. All he does. He's a big fucking moper. And he's just not that great. He had like one good season, and that was because across the board, the NFL just wasn't calling holding plays, right? Or penalties. And he like, hey, he improved a lot. Yeah, because everybody did. I just don't think he's that great. He's not. The whole offensive line is trash. But I, I think that out of everybody on the offensive line, they could probably get the most out of Garrett Bowles as far as trade value. What that trade value is, I don't know. Maybe a couple 
third rounders. I don't know. But Jerry Judy, uh, I'm hearing the rumblings that he could be going to the Colts. By the time I'm done recording this episode, there's a chance that he could be traded. Any one of these players. I hope to God they don't get rid of Justin Simmons. He's fantastic. But that being said, when you're in a moment where your your company, your team, whatever, however you want to look at it, is failing, you got to do something drastic. And you got to get rid of what you can get rid of and see if you can get something in return for it in hopes that it will change the outcome of your future. Because what you see on the horizon right now with the Denver Broncos is just pure sadness. You start getting rid of some of these players, maybe getting some uh, draft equity, and then next thing you know, I mean, we're gonna the Broncos are gonna have a very young team starting next year. But does it have potential? I know a lot of people don't like the word potential, but right now, I would rather have potential than a big pile of steaming goat turd. That's what I see on the Denver Broncos. That's what I see on the field right now. It, and it, it, it disgusts me because I'm, I'm a Denver Bronco fan, and it just pisses me off. We were talking, what, a couple weeks ago about the radio station I used to work for, 104.3 The Fan, and they started letting people go. Chad Brown. Nate Jackson, Orlando Franklin, DMAC, all great talents. But overall, the station is in the tank. So what do they have to do? They start have to start trimming shit because they need to figure out, one, budget-wise, and that's slightly different. So obviously, budget-wise, they need to justify their, their cost. Like, we're spending this much money, but we're, we have shit results. So we got to start get, cutting the budget. And that's what they had to do. Now, trust me, DMAC is doing fine. Probably because he was on this show. I got to be honest. I really catapulted him into success. <laughs> if you haven't checked him out, you got to check out his podcast, Kill You With Truth. He's on uh, YouTube as well as all the, all the normal channels for your podcast. Make sure you subscribe to him as you subscribe to mine, and it'll be good. I mean, he's a he, he's doing his thing, and he has no restrictions right now, so you might see a completely different talent, a more genuine talent, not like he was fake or anything, but you might see a more genuine talent emerge that is DMAC because he doesn't have all these restrictions of corporate and the FCC holding them down. But anyway, going back to the Broncos, that's kind of what they're doing. You, just like the radio station had to change things up because it just wasn't working, whether it's a popular decision or not, sometimes you got to do that in business, and it sucks. It sucks because you would hope that the staff you have right now is going to take you to success, but they don't have that right now. They don't. There are so many problems with this Denver Broncos team, it makes your head spin. Whether you look at the defense and, and just like, what, what the hell is going on with this defense? It is full of holes. 
I made the comparison to say, you know, it's Swiss cheese, man. Just pick a hole. There's a hole in that defense. Whether you're throwing or running against them, you're going to do well as the opposing team. The Denver Broncos offensive line, complete trash. Complete trash. They have a good set of running backs back there. And every now and then, the offensive line does their job and opens up a hole and makes it easier for the running back to achieve what it needs to achieve. But the amount of times that Russell Wilson is running for his life is ridiculous. And, and then, then Russ isn't always making great decisions. But that being said, if I were to look at the problems on the Denver Broncos, I'm not rating Russell Wilson as a high problem child. I'm not. But that being said, he doesn't lift all boats like John Fox used to say. You, you got somebody like Peyton Manning who joins the team and he lifts people up and makes everyone better. He's clearly not that. He ha ha still has, you know, quote unquote, greatness inside him. It's not to the level of Peyton Manning. He Overall, he's a disappointment. But overall, he's not the reason why the Broncos are a failure this season. So expect Jerry Judy to be traded. Expect Garrett Bowles to be traded. Okay? Maybe a few others here and there. I see, you know, by the way, Denver, the Denver media, sports media, is finally jumping on my bandwagon of when I've been saying for, I don't know, feels like a month, that the Broncos are going to find a way by the end of the season to part ways with Russell Wilson. And again, failure isn't, isn't on him for, the, for this season as of right now. But they'll find a way to get rid of him because they need to scrap everything down. They need to, the stereotypical phrase of saying, uh, you know, uh, strip it down to the studs. That's what we're doing right now for the Denver Broncos. We're stripping things down to the studs and they're just rebuilding the house. Because it's right now, this is a house of failure a house of sadness. That's the Denver Broncos. So you have to strip it down to the studs. Start over. It sucks. And hopefully some great players stay, like a Justin Simmons. And, you know, so the running backs, I'm fine with the running backs. I, I'd like to see Cortland Sutton stay too. But overall, man, I feel like, I feel like you could get rid of like 80% of the team and that would be a good thing. They just aren't mentally strong. Vance Joseph, he's going to be gone soon. There's rumblings, and I believe Adam Schefter came out and dismissed it, saying that it's not true, which doesn't always mean anything. But that the, they're saying that Rex Ryan would possibly replace Vance Joseph midseason. I don't see that happening. And if Adam Schefter says it's it's probably not going to happen, it's probably not going to happen, but doesn't mean that it, it couldn't. But it also could mean that he's he's in line for once the season's over, they fire Vance Joseph, then Rex Ryan steps in as a new defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. Adam Schefter, he's a good dude. Hi, I'm Adam Schefter here. Okay, <laughs> he has a weird voice. 
<laughs> there was somebody I knew that actually sounded like him, just regular. They're like, hey, guys, how's it going? Adam Schefter here. <laughs> He's a good dude. All business, though. All business. I imagine George Payton will be gone, if not this season, next season. But I'm not really leaning heavy on that. I got to be honest. I know that that's a popular choice. But, but I'm not fully invested in that thought process of getting rid of George Payton. I know a lot of people are. I'm in the minority when it comes to that. But I'm not leaning on that they're going to get rid of George Payton anytime soon. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And it's just a matter of who do you get to replace him. Maybe there's somebody out there that I'm not thinking of that would be a great replacement. Uh, but who knows? Who, who knows with that? I think ultimately the problem with the Denver Broncos is their players. They got a bunch of softies on there. They're not mentally strong. They, they have a bunch of immature players that give up. You saw that replay. I can't remember who it was. When Patrick Mahomes had the ball and he was running, running to the outside, and instead of tackling Patrick Mahomes, or at least attempting to tackle Patrick Mahomes, the Bronco defender engaged with a blocker that was about, I don't know, five yards away from Mahomes when he had a clear shot at Mahomes. I don't understand that. What the fuck is going on with you? Your football IQs on this Broncos team are extremely low. And again, yes, fuck off. I know. I'm sitting back here from my couch pointing the finger going, this is what's wrong. If I was there, blah, blah, blah. Listen, I know I can't compete with any one of those motherfuckers on the team. I get it. It's easy for me to say this shit from back here. It is. But guess what? I'm not fucking wrong. I'm not. The Broncos are mentally weak. And what they need to do is just start getting rid of the weakness. They got a bunch of flaws on that team. So start cutting them out. And then eventually, here's the other thing too. You could start cutting out guys like a, let's say a Jerry Judy. You start cutting out like guys like, um, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Garrett Bowles and, and whoever else. Problem childs. Then it's the next man up mentality, and you don't know what might rise to the top. The cream will rise to the top. Ooh, yeah. Look at me. Yeah. Rising to the top. Yeah, macho man style, right? I shouldn't have done that. That kind of hurt my voice. <coughs> ah. Anyway, it could be a great thing. And if you're a young player on that team and you see an opportunity to shine, this could be it. You go and you dig deeper. We may see somebody special emerge out of this big hot pile of poo that is the Denver Broncos. I don't, we don't know. But things have to change. You can't continue down this path. And with the trade deadline right around the corner, expect the fire sale to just go full, full flame. 
I, I was trying to think, well, like, what would that be? Like, <laughs> anyway, expect it to, ha- to happen. The Broncos, I was wearing a shirt the other day that I got from when Mark Schlereth had his own T-shirt company, and it says, Embrace the Suck. And it's all about embracing your failures and learning from your failures in order to achieve success is really a way you could look at it. But that's what the Denver Broncos need to do is embrace the suck. It's happening. How do we fix it to achieve success? That's what they need to do. So we'll see. It's a very interesting time with the Denver Broncos. And, you know, I can't, I can't wait to see what happens. I want them to return to greatness. But right now, with this team that they have, that we're all witnessing, it's, it's not good. It's, we all know that. It's just a big pile of poop. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, you know, it's not a big pile of poop. Jumping into the mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> This comes in from Landy's bionic playoff knee. <laughs> God, people are weird. <laughs> he, I assume it's a he, he said, how is it that peanut butter M&Ms are the most glorious of all convections, but peanut M&Ms are bitter reminders that we are broken and alone? All right, let's read that again. That's just weird. How is it that peanut butter M&Ms are the most glorious of all convections, but peanut M&Ms are a bitter reminder that we are all broken and alone? That's Who writes that shit? That's so funny, but so deep. So deep. I like that. I don't know if I've had peanut butter M&Ms. Those sound amazing because I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I like peanut M&M's, but peanut butter M&M's might be a thing that maybe I should stay away from them, away from them because they sound amazing and they do sound glorious. But yeah, there's so many things in life that just remind me that we're all broken and alone. <laughs> okay. Now, every time I eat a peanut butter M- or a peanut M&M, I'm just going to have a tear rolling down my face, uh, down my face. Thanks a lot, ladies' bionic, bionic playoff knee. Classic. Classic ladies' bionic playoff knee. Always bringing us down. But bringing us back to reality. Life is sad. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friend if you can. If you are able, go ahead and give it a nice review. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Amazing barbecue that you need to check them out. And just a great place. Also, big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.